0: Podcast.
1: All right, you all fellas, right. ready? Um, let's get into it, boys. Yeah. Welcome back, Hackstab Slash. This week on the podcast, we're doing a 1985 film called Silver Bullet. Before we get into it, why don't you hop on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever the fuck it's called, Threads, TikTok, you name it, we're probably there. Come hang out with us, follow along, and enjoy the ride. But this movie, this 1985 classic, is a wheelchair bound boy must face a bloodthirsty werewolf while he's terrorizing his small town. Guys, you want to tell me a little bit about this and how we let the audience pick this movie this time? We got a fan pick. Pretty awesome.
2: And how we did it, we asked uh, people to suggest all different kinds of werewolf movies. We had tons of suggestions. We wrote them down, we put them in a nice postal uh, safari. Carry a hat and we had in friend co- of the pod, Roger, pick it out. Pick it Shout out. out Shout on? out, Roger. What's going on, Roger? What's up? up? We picked Woo-hoo. Silver Bullet. Shout out to the two people that I wish I had their names here. Two different people wrote Silver Bullet. So, uh, uh, thank you for that suggestion.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Have you guys both seen this movie before?
0: This was no. my first time. Dude, just Honestly. what?
2: Yeah, so let's talk about that real fast, too. <laughs> like, obviously, like, I like even suggested Werewolf Mo- Month. I love werewolves. So much, and for what, I mean, I've watched so much werewolf movies, like obscure ones, and for whatever reason, I never watched Silver Bullet, which is bizarre because anyone knows 80s horror movies are my favorite things ever, and I love werewolves, and this was my first ever watch. So I'm coming fresh off it first time.
1: Which blows my mind, because if you take out the, like, scare me senseless creature feature factor, this has got to be a top five werewolf movie. In my personal opinion, I don't know. I don't know about you guys.
0: I I will say the same thing after the ones that we've watched, you know, coming from that year and the effects that they used and the the link that they went through to get this movie done and how fast they got this movie done. Incredible.
2: Dude, the early 80s and mid 80s of the werewolf movies just knocked it out of the park. Like, I love the howling series like American Werewolf in London. I mean, do we even need to say anything about that? Let's talk about Silver Bullet, like Sean said, 1985. And let's just burn a fun fact right away. I'm sure most everyone knows that this was based on the 1983 book by Stephen King called The Cycle of the Werewolf. And Stephen King even wrote the screenplay for this and is directed by Daniel Atias. And we start off with a full moon and it says, spring 1976, our town's long nightmare began that night. And we right away see a werewolf. Rail world, rail? This is a great start. Real world. Sorry, oh bro. When rail, I was pre-
1: when I was rail proofreading world. my notes, I fuck up Reverend. I did so much. Must so be much. words. I just yeah, said the a- real
2: world. Railroad. <clears throat> oh, oh no.
0: Oh no. They're coming in through the back
1: door. Oh no. Oh no. Grab the children! Save the Five. Four.
2: Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Worker. He's out there. He's he's singing to himself. He's working on the tracks. He's having a great time. And we see a giant footprint right away. And then all of a sudden we get a werewolf POV scene. And we see someone is watching him. And this guy's just minding his own business working. And he looks up and he gets his head decapitated. We're two minutes into this movie. And he gets his head
1: smashed right off by a werewolf. Like, he he's so much a lot about it too he's just like ah shit well, doesn't scream well, doesn't try nothing. to run away ladies they don't i don't have, have to work on drunk this, drunk stand. this
0: they said don't I... have to work on this railroad no more
2: like i said this is my first time watch so already seeing like we got a decapitation where the werewolf just smacks he smacked this dude's head off it looked like it was like a home run i already i lo- loved it right away that and fuck we haven't <laughs> we got an incredible <laughs> howl right now a howl and it's heard through the town and then they explain the next day how uh, it's a town drunk. There was no proof. They thought it all was just an accident at first. And we meet the town, Tucker's Mill. And we hear this movie narrated by a woman who we find out is Jane Coleslaw. Coleslaw. That can't be right. A... Did I oh, say so... <laughs> Coleslaw? What's that? I call it Colson. Coleslaw. <laughs> yeah, I all mean, right. it,
1: makes, it makes sense since they eat so much barbecue in this movie.
2: I literally wrote Coleslaw. Who even <laughs> says that? Anyway, we don't need any last names. Like It's narrated by Jane, who we find out is Marty's older brother. And we see Marty and his friend playing around. And we have a little snake scare scene. We see Marty is in a wheelchair. We got a little bit of family dynamic. Um, Jane and Marty are a little upset at each other. And Jane is very upset because Marty always gets away with everything. We see Marty's a really good guy. He pays off Jane later. He pays her money to make up. And we, the next day he's talking to her and he's like, hey, is Uncle Red still coming? And she's like, I don't know, like he's getting his like third divorce and he's a drunk. So we got a little uh, foreshadowing of how Uncle Red's going to be. And then right away we cut to a storm and we see a girl taking pills and she says suicides go to hell, especially when they're pregnant. But I don't but care. But I
1: don't even care. But I don't <laughs> even
2: care. And right then, once again, we see a werewolf point of view stalking her through the window. And this werewolf smashes through the window. We already see the full werewolf right away. And this thing slash throws her against the wall. It is slashing her back, scratching her up. Her mom's downstairs, runs up. And by the time she finds her, she is all hacked, just torn apart by this werewolf. So now, we Justin, said, she could have yeah.
1: saved her daughter's life. She really could have had she not stopped and admire the chandelier that was swinging back and forth on the ceiling. Right? Like, maybe just, yeah. I don't know, run up could, there. Could have saved just, your daughter. I mean, she, yeah, she could have got there uh,
2: a lot faster, but like you said. And then we uh, see a town scene where we start seeing tensions arising. There's a police officer in there, the town. People are arguing in a bar. And Then we see Marty the next morning fly in on his wheelchair. This is how little I knew about this movie. So I literally thought Silver Bullet was just because obviously Silver Bullets kill... Um, werewolves but when marty flies in on his like wheelchair that's got like an engine on it you hear someone say here's mad marty and the silver bullet his wheelchair is the silver bullet i'm sure you guys that already thing. knew this and anyone who knows anything about this movie is like yeah, i mean there's a
1: giant sign on the back of the wheel that says yeah. silver bullet so that wheelchair is so fucking awesome
2: but i never knew that going into this so i was like oh my god i did not know his motorized wheelchair was called the silver bullet incredible anyway we sorry we meet tammy one of his friends, and he's walking her home. They see the cops at the werewolf murder house that he just took out, that girl. We get to Tammy's house. She kisses him on a little cheek, on his cheek. And then she tells him, I've been hearing a lot of scary sounds from that greenhouse over there. But then they're rudely interrupted by her dad, who starts screaming, uh, get out of here, get in here, Tammy. And then you hear him mutter, you damn crippled, always on wheelchair. I'm pretty sure he says I'd electrocute them
1: all if I had a chance. I actually he have did. that quote written he down. Did. He goes, "What?" Damn. He goes, "Damn cripples always end up on welfare. Damn. I'd electrocute them all and balance the goddamn budget."
2: I so bad could not even believe that dialogue. That was absolutely insane. And then it was, right away, it was the eighties. The <laughs> eighties. Oh, some of the dialogue is crazy. And then the next scene, it cuts right to Uncle Red. Gary Busey's first appearance is absolutely incredible. He is playing with Marty. He is playing poker, like raising him, swearing, and he's just drinking a bottle of wild turkey. Dude, and, he looks
1: yeah. like he's going to fucking snap because Marty's like, <laughs> I'll raise you this card. He's like, can't do managers. We said no managers. Watch, me yeah. down a manager. Take the manager back. Yeah, he's eyeing
2: a little can about poker as he's just swigging just out of a wild turkey um, <laughs> a bottle. But... He does seem like he has a good relationship with Marty. And uh, Marty goes to bed and um, Marty's mom and him have a few words and everything. But you know what? He seems like he has a good relationship with him. Then we cut back to Tammy's house and we see this dad. Her dad is freaking hammered now and i love it he's watching nwa wrestling like <laughs> screaming
1: oh my god it's so not stand the national wrestling <laughs> association and we like, all know that
2: so good so good he's out he's watching this wrestling screaming and he hears something he's like Oh, that's it you're out here now he grabs a shotgun he starts walking into the greenhouse and he is walking around and I do have to mention there was a cheap little jump scare that actually did scare me because I hate spiders. He sees a spider. I saw that crazy jump scares and I actually immediately. Yeah, no, I don't know if anyone else flinched, but I almost had a panic attack. And you see him walking up the stairs, and we see the eyes of the werewolf underneath the stairs. And as he's moving, all of a sudden, everything is shaking. The whole entire building is shaking. And through the freaking floorboards, the werewolf jumps up and rips him and pulls him under the flareboard, floorboards. And then never mind, he's impaled by a board on the way down. So he's he's, he's impaled, and then he just gets absolutely shredded. Oh, so good. And then all of a sudden we cut to the next town. We now see there is a curfew in town and the killer on the looses and all the front pages of the paper. And then we cut to Brady and Marty and they're flying a kite. They're having a good old time. And Jane comes to get Marty and Brady says, "Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to stay behind. And Marty's like, are you sure? We got a little weird, uh, I don't know, maybe foreshadowing. Marty's kind of just staring at Brady a little um, awkwardly as he That leaves. was
1: one of those, like, overextended, like, flying a kite. Let's make sure our main character looks back at his best friend for an extended period of time so you know he's going to get it.
2: Oh, right away. As soon as I saw the scene, I was just like, oh, no, they're not going to kill a kid, like, are they? But like Sean said, like, <laughs> Marty just stares back at him with the 80s music going in the background. And he's just sitting there flying his kite. And I'm like, ah, shit, that's not good, man. That is not good. And right away we got another, we see the town. Teppers are just flaring now. We're back at our bar. They're a cop and one of the residents are screaming at each other. And they're gonna, you know They're actually gonna go. We're gonna have a good old Donnybrook going on here. And then a man storms in. Have you seen my son? Oh man, this next scene. We see uh cruiser flying to the park and there's already a cop there. And we see the cop praying with a bloody kite. And uh obviously Brady is dead. Uh his dad sees him. and the next day they're at the funeral. And we see the Reverend, he says this quote, he's talking, uh, saying, The face of the beast will always be known, and the time of the beast will always pass. And they leave the funeral. Uncle Red drives Marty home. Marty's asking, uh, what if it's a monster? Like, you know, a werewolf, and Uncle Red assures him there is no such thing as werewolves. There is no such thing as monsters.
1: It is just a psychopath All right, so this opening set of scenes gives me, like, such a fucking nostalgia hit. I kind of, like, vaguely remember every movie that scared the shit out of me started out with, like, a narrator and an overshot of the town. Uh, This movie so far has just beautiful camera work. The kills and the way the wolf takes off, like, Arnie's head in the beginning, the way he mauls the girlfriend, the greenhouse kill, everything's just very creative with practical effects and the camera work so you don't actually see the kill or the ripping apart, which probably saved them a lot of money in the budget, but it's a great and effective way to like scare the shit out of the audience. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about like the one-liners are just everywhere. <laughs> I have a few of them written down if you guys don't mind. Uh it's yeah. take it away. I hate you, you bugger. It's that was very funny, Joe. <laughs> it's your oven, but it ain't my bun. You got bacon. Remember that- the good times, babe. Outrageous.
2: This oh, investigation
1: nice. is. is has has been as effective as a submarine with screen doors.
2: Now you so boys good.
1: can turn down your thermostats and get the hell out of here. Now who's so drinking? Good. And then we so- we mentioned the cripple one earlier. Yep. But oh Uncle gosh. Red just being a drunk and acting like a toddler. Whenever Marty's mom puts him in his place for acting like a fool is just Gary Busey to a whole nother level. Uh, Like you said, Justin, and I love the way you delivered it when you were giving you scene by scene. The headlines in the newspapers and like the town's disbelief that the police Mm. just can't do anything about these killings and the locals starting their own version of what do they call it? Small town justice. Mm. Now, guys, we know that shit's never a good idea. And when when the wolf takes out Brady, it shows that the film is not afraid to kill a kid. And we see that the sheriff is like starting to lose grip with either reality or just his touch with being in control as like we've seen him grab the kite and walk back to the cruiser and I, was he saying Hail Marys? Yeah, he was yeah. saying Hail Mary, he
2: was praying. Yeah, yeah.
1: guys, th- this is just the beginning of this town starting to spiral out of fucking control and I love it. Waterboy, how we doing? How we doing up there?
0: There's a lot of lights. Um it was an, it was it was insane. Um nothing <laughs> No, but seriously, for for the year that this came out, all, all the effects, then like you said, the camera work, um, it just worked beautifully together and just being able to see the being able to see the wolf and what they could do with that and the kills and the blood. I mean, this you could tell the studio didn't try to take away shit out of this movie like they do nowadays for like literally everything. And yeah. I, I, I love that for the classic effect. And they they did it perfect.
2: I was kind of second what you said, like the nostalgia hit. Like, so I never even seen this movie, but like you said, it remind I just like the '80s feels a movie. Like, I get way too excited. I love it. Like, inject that into my veins, uh, the whole feel of it. And at the same time, like you said, like they showed, like they killed a kid too, and like that's terrible. But I'm like, oh shit, like this is actually kind of scary too. Like for the time, 1985, like it had ridiculous '80s feels. But it actually like the story was like actually sucked me in like right away. Like really good. Gary Busey was absolutely ridiculous. I was so excited after this first like 30
1: minutes to see where this movie goes. And um, that's all I got. Justin, can I it's not a fun fact, but it's something that I, I saw and I wanted to look up. Yep. The station wagon that they drive in this movie. Does that station wagon look familiar to you? Wait, it's not. Michael Myers didn't drive it, did he? It's so close, bro. This one in this movie, and it's one of my Griswold. fun facts because they got it wrong, is is this is the summer in 1976, but what they're driving is a 1978 Ford LTD station wagon. What Michael Myers drives is a 1979 Ford oh. LTD station wagon. Wow. They're just two different trims. So if you gotcha. look at them side by side, it's they look completely different, but first glance, yeah. I was like, no fucking way. That's the same cop Michael Myers drives. That would have been badass. That would have been the best Halloween tie-in ever. Damn it. All, All right, ladies All and gents. Right, take it away. Red and Marty pull up to the house while Red is laughing off the idea that the killer is actually a werewolf. The town is now in full chaos as the locals draw up plans to go hunting and they clash with the sheriff's. Bert's breakdown about how his son was torn to pieces is absolutely heartbreaking and gut wrenching all at the same time. Now the cops can't stop them and a local reverend can't either. The mob shows up to the forest where they found Brady and they begin hunting down whatever seems to be killing them off. The town folk start to split up and begin the hunt to make matters worse. Someone steps into a bear trap and just before they get his foot out, it snaps back again. Fuck. I felt that. The group makes their way further and further into the woods and becomes surrounded by the fog. Now they can hear the beast starting to stalk them. The beast starts taking them out one by one using the fog as cover. The town is now back at the church as we lay four more bodies to rest. The reverend is starting to lose it as the town turns into werewolves. Mayhem ensues and the reverend wakes up screaming, realizing it was just a nightmare. Jane, though, oh, she's Jane. at her wits end with everyone sympathizing with Marty on everything he complains about. And we get an overshot of the town and how vacant it looks as the family heads home. Marty and Red have a conversation now about how messed up everything is. But Red cheers him up by showing him his new and improved silver ploy. let's go. Let's go. Marty is out cruising now in his new wheelchair, passing traffic and ripping wheelies up and down the road. Oh my God. I'm going
0: like 60 miles an hour. So,
1: He's passing cars. Yeah. Dude. What? I wish I had that fucking wheelchair. Oh my, oh my God. God. Dude. It's like my scooter. I bring to work. It's 10 times faster, <laughs> 10 times faster. Yeah. No chance. I'm putting pink slips on that race. <laughs> All right, guys, after some delicious barbecue, Red hooks Marty up with, some, with a bag full of fireworks as the end of Summer <laughs> Carnival has been canceled. Marty now sneaks out of the house. How the fuck his parents did not hear him start up that dirt bike of a wheelchair is beyond me. But he drives out to the middle of nowhere and onto a bridge to light off those fireworks. As he's celebrating the fireworks going off, we see a reflection of the werewolf in the water. Marty, begin, uh, yeah, Marty begins to stalk Marty. I fucked that all up. The wolf begins to stalk Marty. There we go. But before he can make his attack, Marty shoots him in the eye with a bottle rocket. Marty is now doing 100 miles an hour home, racing into his bed, shaking up from what he has just encountered. Marty calls Red in a panic. Red wakes up and he tells Marty he's had a bad dream and there's no such things as werewolves. Marty is also trying to confess to Jane, who actually believes him about the wolf this time. So Jane goes undercover. She's now out collecting cans for the MedQ drive, but secretly looking for any man or woman with a wounded eye. Nothing has come up. No one is showing any signs of anything. And just as she gives up to head back to drop off the cans to the reverend, she begins complaining about her little brother. He tells her to bring the cans around back to the shed. And as he does that, we see the reverend has a wounded eye. Jane gets scared while in the back shed putting the cans away by a rat. and She falls backwards into a pile of cans and stumbles across the peacekeeper. The Reverend now stands over Jane, asking if she's okay and offers to take her home. Jane in a panic says no and takes off, clearly shaken up. When she gets home, she tells Marty all about the Reverend. Marty now uses newspaper clippings to write a note to the Reverend that tells him they knew who he is and what he is and that he should go kill himself. Jane <laughs> drops this note off That's into a annoying. collection can later to be picked up by Waterboy.
2: Let's go. Gotta Wait, that collection. Bro. Did, you, did you just, is you it did. Waterboy's trying to break down? It is. Yeah, dude. dude
1: I just ended my scene like with that? someone dropping a letter off into a collection. You like that, can that dude. And
2: picked up. That was, I just, Oh my God. How are you even going to follow that? Waterboy just did kiss. such a, Waterboy transition to you last week. Like so smooth. I, I almost said, something. I had to, to match the energy.
1: Oh my god. Well, played.
0: That was that was amazing. I liked that yeah. a lot.
1: Hell yeah, boys. How we feeling? Just uh Hi. water boy. Water boy. What we'll do you go first? Off. Um, not you I, tell I, me all about the fireworks and the lights and sounds and splish splashes?
0: That was crazy. The sounds, incredible. The lights. Those fireworks were awesome. Honestly, it was like you got them from New Hampshire. Um, I do have to say, <laughs> I do have to say that scene with the fog and the fight and the the werewolf starts beating the shit out of the guy with the bat, dude. Just
1: <laughs> like the slow raising of the
0: bat. <laughs> Ugh. Like God dang, dude! Doesn't show any freaking mercy. Captain Insano shows no mercy, you know.
1: He broke me in the eye. Captain Insano shows no mercy.
0: I can't. I can't get over that scene, dude. But uh, and then the firework going straight
1: into his eye, like. I, I was
0: insane this this kid's got some really good accuracy gotta say um, either
1: that or it's pure dumb luck because he does it twice yeah
0: twice we'll see that later um, i i
1: will i will the double eye shot Probably oh yeah let's go just for this movie oh i didn't uh,
0: see that justin let's see uh what do you think about this
2: you kind of like so three scenes i want to talk about real fast um go the fog scene, the fog scene that you talked about I loved how that looked was so incredible. The just being out in like this. Oh my God. It, that scene was so awesome. And then, like you said, to add to it, the baseball bat race. So I, same thing. I mean, I don't even. it was just unbelievable because it was so well shot in the fog. And then one-liners.
1: What was that? The the guy's wife that goes, what are you going to do? Make a lemonade in your pants.
2: Yeah. Like, there was stuff funny about it. It actually looked creepy and scary. And then you got over-the-top baseball bat used by a werewolf. I've never seen that before, so that scene was awesome. And then I, I was also going to touch on the fireworks scene, and the bridge was badass with a shot to the eye, but Waterboy said that. And then I thought he um, added some nice suspense to this movie, too, with Jane looking around in the Reverend's house, because I was like, oh, my God, don't get caught, don't get caught, don't get caught. And then when she actually does see him, that dude is just so creepy, and then she sees, like, the eye patch and everything. Thought that scene was a real good touch, too, and that's all I got.
1: He does everything in his power to try and get her alone and make her trust him. He's like, do you need a hand up? You don't look well. Do you want to go lay down on the couch? I've got some cold soda and candy. No, you want to go home? How about I drive you home? Oh, yeah. Like he is doing some cold soda. (laughs) I got a popsicle in my basement. Oh, my God. Justin, I'm a little disappointed in you right now. Why? We are two full acts into this movie. Yep. You have yet to mention the sick POV shots from the wolf.
2: Oh, so good. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said that in my first scene. I mentioned it. I did. I mentioned mention it two POV. times, bro. Two times. How, do, how, did, how did it get bro, by me? How did it get by me? I literally mentioned it right when I was first super excited about uh, the opening scene. I said werewolf POV. Even right. have it written down on my right. notes.
0: Let's, uh, let's
2: right over my head. Back up. <laughs> All right, back up. Yeah, sorry, Revers, I said it twice. Reverse. So cool. Revers maybe
1: decide. reverse reverse two hops this time delete One those false allegations time.
2: delete delete those false allegations and whoever's next let's go i want to take
1: us home all right all right all right all right
0: let's see here so we got we got reverend here now um reading the letter like if it was from written from the riddler looking like a bond villain um we got we got jane marty sending more letters to him they decided to let Red know what they have been up to. Red doesn't believe him, describing that Marty had shot the rocket in his eye and now he's wearing an eye patch. What do you think we called you out here for? To admire your pretty little face? <laughs> he helps them out anyway, driving them to the church to spy on the Reverend. Now we switch over to Marty, watching kids play baseball with the camera just zoomed in on their legs. Uh, The Reverend pulling in behind in the distance, keeping an eye on him uh, as he leaves. The Reverend follows close. He speeds up and tries to run Marty off the bridge and take him out. And Marty barely makes it back, speeding away with the Reverend still following close behind in an epic car versus wheelchair scene. Marty makes it into an old Beetlejuice style bridge. (laughs) Stuck with nowhere to go, (laughs) the Reverend enters. Describing he doesn't want to harm people and saying he can't kill himself, Stella was going to commit suicide, and if she had done so, she would have gone to hell. And by killing her, she doesn't have to suffer no more.
1: Saved her eternal life!
0: (laughs) Before he could get close, Marty sees Mr. Zimmerman and starts screaming for him. Still not 100% on if it's the Reverend. Red sees that the Reverend's car is blue and sees the blue paint on the silver bullet prove the story is actually factual the sheriff goes to check out on the reverend and the garage joe the sheriff notices the dent on his car proving the story true looking around the reverend pops up out of nowhere and joe with his gun drawn asks him to come with him the reverend knocks the gun out of his hand and before his crazy ass transformation and knocking the sheriff with a bat before bludgeoning him to death painting over to red and marty He wants him to turn his necklace into a silver bullet. With the bullet made, Jane and Marty left with Red as the parents go on a trip, awaiting the next full moon. Jane notices the wolf in the window as Red was sending them to bed. Then all of a sudden, the power goes out. Werewolf Werewolf Reverend busts through the wall like the Kool-Aid man, and the bullet (laughs) (laughs) and gun are knocked out of Red's hand.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bullet falls into the vent with Red getting thrown across the room like a fucking rag doll. Marty gets the bullet, loads it up, and shoots him right in the other fucking eye. And the wolf is no more. And we get a pretty fucking awesome transformation back into the Reverend. Yes. Before one last jump scare. And then we get a little line from Marty there I feel all right, all except for my legs. I don't think I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> and then that. <laughs> Is the movie. The end.
1: Hit credits. the end. End credits. Let's Uh-oh. go. Oh, Black my gosh. Black screen, white credits, 80s to a T. Um, You go first. The disbelief from everyone is like a very typical slasher right now, right up until the Sheriff Haller gets the shit beat out of him with what's left to the Peacemaker. That beating along with the transformation is hands down better than any CGI bullshit that we have to suffer through today. I think that scene blows 90% of fucking what we have to watch nowadays 100%. out of the water. Especially when the CGI leaves the theater, it becomes like instantly dated and just doesn't translate to our TV screens. Dude, the lead up to the ending fight scene builds up a great amount of ten- uh, tension. And I actually put this down too, Waterboy. I put the the transformation is top notch. And I think for a brief moment when you see it, I'm more of a fan of the half man, half werewolf stage when he's dead than I am of the actual werewolf itself. Like, I I get it's not as scary, but I think I like that stage more. Like, I think it it looked better.
0: Well, and it's more like, like, I don't know if you would say, like, believable of what you would perceive a werewolf to be like.
1: Yeah. Instead of uh, instead of a giant wolf shaped like a human, it's it looks more 50 50 than anything. Yeah. And then, like you said, dude, the, the whole line, my legs, I don't, I don't think I can walk.
2: That it's joke is a die. thousand
1: percent something Marty would say. And it's a Yo. perfect way to break the tension. So the only good. thing I, I have to say about this movie, though, is I wish there was like five or ten more minutes of just like showing the town, finding out that it was the reverend or maybe them cleaning up the carnage. I don't know. I feel like it could have just used ended a bro- little more. more ended yeah, needed, right like, after that boss battle. Need-
2: it needed, like you said, like the f- last two minute, three minute shot of like just the town being happy again or something. It it did end like I, I kind of thought there was gonna be two more minutes and it was just like boom, boss battle, the end.
1: Yeah. yeah, and
0: not and not to mention, I mean, he's not a werewolf. They know that he was a werewolf, but he transformed back into a regular guy.
1: Yeah, so how he- do you prove it to the rest of the town?
2: Yeah, yeah, at the end of most movies, like you said, you'll have like Cops talk like moving a body away, or you see like the town yeah. cleaning up. You'll see in the, the characters say their final goodbyes. It it mm-hmm. needed just one more scene.
0: Yep that that that's honestly the only flaw that I really have with it. I mean I'm I'm a huge fan of practical. I'd, I'd choose this hands down over any CGI today because it's it just you, there's things that CGI can't do that just practical does so well, well. Dude,
1: if you think about it, this movie was what 1985, and yeah. we just did Cursed, which is 2005. That's what, twenty twenty plus years later? Yeah. And the CGI in that looks absolutely horrible compared to the practical effects from 1985. 100%. <laughs> Insane. What are I you rating? Adjusted. What's your rating? You didn't say your rating. Oh, no, that was just on the scenes. I figured we do closing thoughts after we talked about the scenes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh on the scenes. Um, I just got too excited thinking about the ending, so uh um, just
0: Justin on the scene.
2: I liked the scenes. Um Waterboy, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly I, um, I got so excited I, I'll, ahead I'll of piggyback.
0: myself. I'll piggyback off, Justin. Um, I also like the scenes. Uh I, pretty much all of them, honestly. I did like the scenes. Um, except the ending scene. Uh they should have added more scenes to that ending scene. Uh would have been a lot better to be seen. More that think, scene, yeah. Um, they should have put in some scene kids into that scene. That would have been pretty cool. Um, what do you think the scene was like during the
1: eighties? Uh I guess. think honestly, it it's. Did you have like the I, hair I scene, I, the the bright clothing scene, the werewolf scene, yeah. the scene before the scene? Yeah, it's um. I couldn't really. I wish I would have seen it more. Oh my yeah, god! All right, but uh, yeah, you really <laughs> had to be there to see it. All right, <laughs> all right Justin. All right. My closing thoughts is I've got a. This movie is one of the most cherished movies from when I was a kid. Is the acting and the dialogue the best? Probably not, but the but the overfeeling you get when wanting to just sit down and enjoy a werewolf movie, this one scratches all the right places. Milk bones and belly rubs all around, fellas. No fleas and that uh, visits for this movie. Eight point six out of ten. Whoa! Damn. Hey.
0: hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit uh, up there with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say an eight point two. I this first time seeing it, but this is a this is a great freaking werewolf movie. It's definitely one of my top ones, and we didn't get to do one of my favorites, Um, but this is definitely up there with it.
1: Wait, they have a they have a hell wolf. They do or, or they a do. wear wear razor. It's it's Razor. Were-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Stephen King's new movie. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's it's wear razor in South America, right?
0: <laughs> Clive Barker's
1: wear razor. razor. Oh, my God. Where, where instead of solving a cube, you just undo your flea collar.
0: <laughs> Will he escaped.
1: I've got such treats to give you. Oh, my
2: God. All right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Justin. All right. I mean- so my final my final thoughts on this movie was this is my first time watching it for some weird friggin reason. It was. I loved it a lot because I loved the '80s movies. Because this also felt like very like fun, like just a relaxing movie you can just watch and have fun. But at the same time, like it actually had some like suspense to it. It. If I saw this when I was younger, I imagine this would actually be pretty scary. If like you saw it when you were younger, Uh, awesome cheesy acting. I love that stuff. I mean, it's kind of you can't take points away from that. It's the '80s. You kind of expect that. Overall, I loved it. I gave this a seven point nine out of ten. And this is definitely in my top seven favorite werewolf movies of all time.
1: Now, Justin, before you get into your Halloween tie in. Yeah, I almost sent you what I thought would have been a Halloween tie in to this movie instead of this movie to a Halloween movie. In the bar scene, when he flops out the baseball bat, it's called the Peacekeeper. Yeah. Do you remember in Halloween Kills? The old man behind the bar has a baseball bat called the Peacekeeper. So he I did, did a little have- bit, I did a little bit of digging, and there is a YouTuber out there that has done it's probably like 12 minutes worth of dialogue of a breakdown and a scene by scene between the bar and so in what is it, Tanner Tan- Tanker Falls or whatever the hell this uh, place is t- called? Yeah, Tarker Falls. Tarker Falls. And them leading into like the town trying to go after justice and coming up with a plan to hunt what's killing them. Mm-hmm. And the sheriffs losing control. He did a side-by-side with those exact scenes from Halloween Kills. Yep. And whether it's an homage or not, I could I couldn't really find out if, if that's what it was. But it's almost shot for shot, scene for scene. Like it's nuts.
2: No, like, it reminded it wow. reminded me of that. Like, I'm just so glad no one started chanting Evil Dies Tonight or a Werewolf Dies Tonight or something in this movie because then I would have turned it off. But <laughs> no, it oh I it. <laughs> but yes that actually that's crazy you say that because when i saw that it took me a second i said wait where have i seen this before because like, when you first introduces the bat and he says something it took me a second i was like why do i feel like i've seen this scene before and then i thought i'm like oh wait that's it is kind of like that movie
1: i did that exact thing dude i've never paused this movie and been like where the fuck is that from i was but so after, confused yeah, but after rewatching it because i haven't rewatched this movie since those halloween's came out yeah and the second I seen the back come out that said Peacekeeper, I was like, no fucking way. So weird. That's so, that's cool that you mentioned
2: that because I thought of that too. And it took me a second. I had to think. I'm like, wait, what movie is that from? And it's like, oh, wait, that was in Halloween. Um, yeah, so should I just go right into my Halloween tie-in?
1: Absolutely.
2: All right, Halloween tie-in, the producer of this movie. Probably not gonna say this name right, Dino D Laurentis. Produce this movie, and he was also the executive producer to Halloween 2 and Halloween 3 season of The Witch. So we got a direct tie in there. And let's just for shits and giggles talk about this guy who does visual effects on this movie named Rick Baker. This guy must be like a werewolf specialty because listen to some of the movies this guy has done special effects on in, in the span of this dude's career. So this guy did visual effects on this movie, visual effects on The Howling, American Werewolf in London werewolf the tv series beauty and the beast wolf cursed and the wolf man
1: like what he uh, he loves werewolves almost as much as you
2: right like i literally looked i'm like this dude it was amazing and then never mind on top of that it was like every planet of the eight movie harry and the Hendersons. so anything that had like a weird werewolf or like a gorilla or a beast
1: Uh, just some kind of yeah
2: this guy was involved in, and the only other thing I gotta say is the movie had a seven million budget. It made a uh, twelve million. It was a little slow. It took a little while to get going, but uh, it eventually ended up making twelve million dollars. And another thing I loved about this movie that we've touched like eighteen times is the fact that we had a werewolf killing people with a baseball bat. I've seen a lot of werewolf movies, and never have I seen like a werewolf baseball player. That's all I got. <laughs> I love you it. Know, oh you know what else
1: is wild now that you bring up why, like the werewolf killing people? Yeah. Every movie we've done, most of the werewolves kill to eat. Yeah. It yeah. almost feels like the underlying theme in this movie is he's not killing to eat, he's killing in his mind to save your soul from damnation.
2: Yeah. It was like a weird, like religious undertone. Yeah, to definitely killings. There was no yeah. feasting on the people.
1: Yeah. Because there's no reason. Like none of the bodies are eaten, they're all just destroyed.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's so that's so weird, a different take.
1: And then oh, I yeah. don't have this written down because I put my phone on airplane mode this time. So, like, we wouldn't get any feedback and it cut off my fun facts. So I don't have any fun facts. Oh, <laughs> I have, <laughs> but if, I have, I have but one. It, if I'm not mistaken, real quick, Waterboy, this movie was shot in the same town in North Carolina as some scenes from Halloween. From the yeah, David Gordon sure. Green trilogy. Yeah. No, I have to I look into that. that. Yeah. I'd say I'd look it up, but like I said, I got my, my phone on airplane mode, so it <laughs> cut me off on fun facts.
0: Oh, man. I've got one that's pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't have anything to really do with, like, inside the movie. But um, the filming for this began in October of 1984, and they finished filming right before Christmas of the same year.
1: Jesus so From Christ.
0: October to December. That's how long it took to film this whole thing.
1: Busted it out. So they, it took them a few months to give us this masterpiece. But cursed took us two years to get that pilot. <laughs>
2: years and like a thousand reshoots and mm-hmm.
1: recast and it's great. For some reason, like I
2: like that movie, but it's so bad. Oh, right same. Now. I think it's a guilt. It's like a cursed is like a guilty, a guilty pleasure. A guilty pleasure. Yep. It's so much fun. I love watching it, and I'll watch it again probably. But like you said, it actually,
1: I mean, was it good? Probably not. <laughs> All right, okay. hack slash. I'd say this is the end of the episode, but we're gonna announce our theme for next month. And I talked about this with Justin. I don't remember if we included Waterboy. He was probably out like, getting Hellraiser tattoos or something. But I mean, uh, gonna we're, gonna go with, we're gonna go with. We're gonna go with fall themed horror. Yep. So anything to do in the fall and or around October, so this eliminates like Jason and stuff. Exactly. It's gotta be fall. Fall related. Jason. So no black Christmas, no Krampus.
2: Yeah, aesthetically pleasing autumn vibes, one might say. Yeah, some fall atmospheric horror, one might say. Sort it yeah, go with trick
0: or uh,
1: treating? Yeah, oh, we man, can do it. Yeah, yeah, that, that is wrap. an elite fall movie.
2: How many mm. Friday? How many Fridays are there? And uh, what do we got? Four to pick or five? I guess we can talk about this after. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's say bye, yeah, bye, <laughs> bye. Right,
1: bye. bye, bye, bye. I'm bye. hacking that stabby.
2: Yes, Justin. <laughs>
0: the place is evil sometimes dead is better two of my men pulled you out of the lake we thought you were dead too do you remember very much
1: the boy. is he dead too very the disgusting. boy jason the time bitch. <laughs>